Welcome to this week's episode of FTR's Weekly Trucking Update Podcast, hosted by Avery Weiss. Join Avery each week as he dissects everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the trucking landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcasts. And feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of trucking. And now, here's your host, Avery Weiss. Welcome to FDR's Weekly Trucking Market Update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 250 for the week of February 5th, 2024. Before we start, a reminder, you can download a PDF with the graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. So this is the first podcast following the monthly Bureau of Labor Statistics Employment Situation Report. So it's the week of the month that we break our usual rhythm and begin with a discussion of employment within for higher trucking. By quirk of the calendar, It's also the first podcast after we got Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration data on carriers exiting and entering the market during the prior month, so we have lots to talk about. But we don't have that much else to talk about this week, and uh, also from the looks of things, we probably will be giving you a bit of a break next week. So let's start with payroll employment in for higher trucking. Most of the time, our main focus is what the change was in job levels from the most recent month or in the most recent month from the prior month. But the jobs report released in early February every year is a particularly big deal because it reflects what the agency calls a annual benchmark revision. So what is an annual benchmark revision? Well, let's start with what we normally look at. Monthly BLS employment figures are based on a sampling of known entities that participate in the unemployment insurance program. However, if there are significant changes, such as new firms being created or firms going out of business, BLS might not pick up on that very quickly in the monthly survey. Now, BLS has another effort known as the quarterly census of employment and wages, which is much more comprehensive. However, The turnaround on that is not very fast. Uh, It is a quarterly report and there's a lag. The most recent published data from the quarterly census is for the second quarter of last year. So in the benchmark revision, BLS augments its monthly survey data with the quarterly census data to generate a more precise estimate of employment levels at the industry level. What did it mean for trucking? Well, it turns out that payroll employment in for hire trucking has been considerably weaker since the middle of 2022 than the prior payroll data figures suggested. The revised December employment level for trucking was 33,000 jobs seasonally adjusted, lower than what was reported for December a month ago, including the 2,400 jobs added in January Payroll employment in trucking is up 31,300 jobs, or 2.3%, from the pre-pandemic month of February 2020. The prior estimate had trucking 66,700 jobs, or 4.3%, above 
February of 2020. Based on the benchmark revision that occurred a couple of years ago, I anticipated that we would see, or at least might see, a sharp downward revision in this year's benchmark revision. Why is that? Well, when BLS issued its benchmark revision in February of 2022, it substantially increased its prior estimate of trucking jobs. It appears that the monthly survey had not fully captured the surge in newly authorized trucking firms that had occurred in late 2020 and in 2021. BLS had better data on larger carriers, which of course were seeing much weaker employment because many of their drivers were leaving to set up their own operations. We have, of course, seen the opposite phenomenon recently, as very small carriers were shutting down in droves and continue to do so, as we'll discuss, and many of their drivers taking jobs at larger carriers. The upshot is, is that BLS data presumably was picking up on those additional drivers for larger carriers, but wasn't fully capturing the capacity represented by failing carriers. Given this mirror image of the benchmark revision two years ago, I would have been actually quite surprised had the revision not indicated a substantial reduction in the prior job estimates. One thing that's interesting, though, is that the lower estimate did not come principally in the over-the-road segment. Yes, all trucking segments saw a downward revision in the estimates, but local general freight trucking accounted for roughly half of the total change in trucking jobs with a loss of 16,600 jobs, or 5.2%, through December. By the way, at that level, January data is not yet available. We will not have uh, segment-level data for January until next month. Now, by contrast to that 16,600 job loss in local, general freight truckload long distance saw a downward revision of 6,000 jobs, which is only 1.1%. Uh, LTL, which is also long distance, is down 5,700 jobs, fewer than truckload, but it's a much smaller sector than truckload. So that represented 2.4% instead of 1.1%. BLS also revised its estimate for long distance specialized trucking downward by less than a percent, but that segment was still more than 4% below the pre pandemic level even before the revision. By the way, the warehousing and storage sector also saw a notable downward revision with the new employment level 82,600 jobs or 4.2% below the figure that BLS released last month. However, employment was up 5,500 jobs month over month in January. And as we discussed, uh, warehousing and storage still is one of the leading industries in terms of job growth Uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, we just talked about changes in the number of workers. Now let's talk about changes in the number of carriers. January saw the largest single month drop ever in the number of active for hire trucking firms, which is the result of the number of newly authorized carriers remaining low and the number of carriers exiting the market being the highest since May of last year. Most carriers entering and exiting the market, of course, are very small, operating only one or two power units. Net revocations of trucking authority, that's revocations taking 
reinst- or adding back in reinstatements, uh, totaled more than 7,600 during January. That's the highest level since May of last year, uh, according to our analysis of FMCSA data. Now, timing likely boosted the revocations figures both for January and for May of last year. Both months had five Mondays. Why does that matter? It matters because FMCSA issues far more authority revocations on Mondays than it does on the other days of the week. Now, of course, January, uh, the first Monday was a holiday, but FMCSA processed its usual number of large revocations uh, a day later. Not all months with five Mondays see an extraordinary number of net revocations, however. Meanwhile, the number of newly authorized trucking firms in January was almost 300 higher than it was in December at just over 4,000, but the number of new carriers entering the market otherwise was the lowest since June of 2020. So with net revocations partially offset by new carriers, the for hire carrier population fell by nearly 3,600 during January, and that is the most ever in a single month, just barely higher than the prior record, which was set exactly a year ago in January. By the way, most carriers having their authority revoked in January probably actually ceased operations in December, November, or perhaps even earlier. The revocation process takes, uh, at a minimum, 30 days after an insurer notifies FMCSA that a carrier's liability uh, insurance policy has been canceled. By the way, FTR subtracts reinstatements from revocations to account for carriers losing authority, ultimately getting it back after securing new insurance policies. Okay, let's talk about diesel prices. The last two weeks saw something that had not happened since September, and that is that the national price of diesel rose in consecutive weeks. After increasing almost three cents in the prior week, the national average price of diesel rose 3.2 cents during the week ended February 5th to $3.89.9 a gallon. After seeing only one increase between the final week of October and the first week of January, diesel prices have risen in three of the past four weeks. Prices were down on average in every region except the lower Atlantic, where it declined two cents. However, it's worth noting that that region had seen the largest increase during the prior week. So the lower Atlantic was a bit of a canary in the coal mine, I suppose. Might that region's decrease in the in the latest week suggest the same for other regions in the current week? Well, that's probably a stretch, but we certainly have other indications that at a minimum price increases will remain small, if not reverse. One of them is that crude prices declined several dollars in the last week. Okay, let's talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week ended February 2nd which is week five of the year. We'll keep this a little shorter than usual because we have so much other things to discuss. Broker posted spot rates in the truck stop system declined for all equipment types during the week as dry van and refrigerated rates have fallen back to about where they were during the week before Christmas. Flatbed rates fell for the first time in five weeks. Even though total spot rates have fallen in three of this year's five weeks so far, Rates are still less negative year-over-year, 
than they were at any point during uh, the period between mid-August of 22 and the third week of this year. Let's look at rates. The total broker posted rate declined more than four cents after decreasing just under that in the prior week. Rates are about 6% below the same week last year and about 4% below the five-year average. Drive-in spot rates were down nearly five cents and they were more than 1% below the same 2023 week. Refrigerated spot rates fell more than 12 cents after plunging nearly 19 cents during the prior week. That uh, Those rates are nearly 3% below the same week last year. And flatbed spot rates declined 3.5 cents after rising for four straight weeks, and they were nearly 8% below the same 2023 week. Okay, let's touch on volume. Total load activity declined 5.7% after easing more than 2% in the prior week. Total volume was down nearly 10% compared to the same 2023 week and about 30% below the five-year average. Drive-in loads declined almost 11% and were down nearly 9% compared to the same week last year. Refrigerated loads fell also about 11% and were down about 12% from the same week last year. And flatbed loads eased four-tenths of a percent and they were about 10% below the same week in 2023. Okay, most of the rest of the podcast is about the labor market. Let's first address the one indicator that isn't. A key measure of the manufacturing sector showed some improvement in January, especially in areas that indicate potential freight volume due to manufacturing. The Institute for Supply Management's manufacturing index in January increased by two points to four point or 49.1%, which is still in contraction territory where the index has been for 15 months. Although the overall index is not expanding, some elements of the index related to freight are the new orders component jumped 5.5 points to 52.5%, and the production component increased half a point to 50.3%, which is just barely in expansion territory. Okay, let's turn to the labor market, starting with job openings. Job openings increased for the second straight month in December as unfilled job positions at the end of the month were 1.1% higher than they were at the end of November, seasonally adjusted. The Bureau of Labor Statistics also revised the initial November estimate upward by 135,000. Job openings in December totaled just over 9 million. That's down from the record 12 million in March of 22, but still 29% higher than they were in the pre-pandemic month of February 2020. Also, the job opening gains in November and December represented the first back-to-back increases since December of 2022. Finally this week, we've addressed employment and trucking. Now let's look at it for the rest of the economy. The U.S. economy added 353,000 payroll jobs seasonally adjusted in January, according to BLS estimates. The unemployment rate and labor participation rate held at 3.7% and 62.5% respectively. Not only did January see strong job growth, but BLS also sharply increased its preliminary estimate for December. That gain is now 333,000 jobs, 
month over month. That is an increase of 117,000 from the prior estimate. We've already talked about the annual benchmark revision, but at the national level, it actually didn't change all that much. It was a much bigger deal for some sectors, such as trucking and warehousing and storage, as we've already discussed. In January, among major sectors of the economy, private education and health services posted the strongest seasonally adjusted gain at 112,000 jobs. That was driven mostly by health care. Professional and business services employment rose by 74,000 jobs. Trade, transportation, and utilities rose by 64,000. Nearly three-quarters of that was due to retail trade. The only major sector to lose jobs on a seasonally adjusted basis was mining and logging, and that was due mostly to support activities for mining. That usually is primarily uh, roustabouts and other jobs related to oil and gas. Okay, let's recap some key takeaways for the week. Payroll employment and trucking was weaker than previously indicated. The number of active for hire trucking firms fell sharply on a net basis. Diesel prices rose in back-to-back weeks for the first time since September. Spot market rates declined further after the weather-related surge in mid-January. The ISM manufacturing index improved in January, especially in new orders. Job openings in the economy rose modestly in December. The U.S. economy added 355,000 payroll jobs seasonally adjusted in January, and the unemployment rate held at 3.7%. Next week, frankly, is looking a little light. We will look at international trade in goods and at inventories and sales in the wholesale sector. We'll also discuss the latest data on pre-employment queries, of FMCSA's Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse and recap the week in diesel prices in the spot market for truck freight as usual. And we might take a look at one more set of newly released employment data that we did not have a chance to discuss this week. That's it for FTR's Trucking Market Update, episode 250 for the week of February 2nd, 2024. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and we hope you will join us next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's Trucking Update podcast with Avery Weiss. Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage at ftrintel.com slash state of freight today.